Here's everything you need to know for this Aloha Wednesday. It's KHON to go. Aloha, everybody. Setting up to be yet another rainy day, unfortunately. So grab those umbrellas as you're heading out the door. We're starting out the morning, as you can see, with a fairly low precipitation potential, but that is going to be increasing throughout the day. Taking a look at our live Zephyr cam, you can actually see some sunshine out there right now. But keep those umbrellas on hand. Yes, we are seeing a lot of relief this morning, which is great, but unfortunately, another round of wet weather is in store for us. Now, this moisture is being pulled up from the south with our southeasterly winds, but it's moving in from the west. Now, taking a look, we have convection just to the west of Kauai, but also still over Hawaii Island. Not seeing so much of the heavy rainfall. Uh, Hawaii Island still seeing the light, widespread showers, but even Big Island seeing some improvements over there. But this Kona Low, this is what continues to deliver us the wet, unsettled, and very unstable conditions that have been coming through. It's forecast to weaken and move northward away from the state late Thursday into Friday. So improving conditions coming through Friday, but that flash flood watch that was expected to be dropped already, it has been extended by the National Weather Service and that's now in place through tomorrow afternoon. So the wet conditions, the potentially, again, dangerous conditions going to be continuing, and you can see why. Taking a look just to the west of us, we're starting to see this band of moisture approach the state, and Kauai, this is likely going to be reaching rise in the next few hours. Now, again, the rest of us have dried out really nicely, but keep those umbrellas on hand because things could change very quickly, especially with the unstable air mass that's in place. 70% chance of rain today, 90% tomorrow, still the slight chance of thunderstorms all day long. And then Friday, we are looking at starting to dry out and the return of trade winds. So just in time for the weekend, we should see big improvements. All right, that's look your weather, and I'll send it out to Surf News Network's Gary Cooley, who has all you need to know on the surf front. Good morning, GQ. Hey, Kelly, good morning. Well, the North Shore is seeing a new swell north-northwest, one to two, trying to be three feet, looking smooth offshores, and also brown. Out there at Makaha, it's a bumpy one to two. That's a mix of swells out there, and in towns, one to two with some bigger sets, but again, kind of bumpy and, and again, dirty box jellyfish to boot. Out there at Diamond Head, one to two plus, Sandy's powerful, two to three. It's a little messy, but hey, two to three plus. There's four footers out at Makapu'u on a mix of swells, and the southeasterly winds are being kept down by the rain and clouds, but they'll fill in. They'll be gusty. Low tide, 8 o'clock at Double Donuts, 0, 0.0 feet here this morning. Small high tide at 1 o'clock. The invisible green flash, 642. Thank you very much, Cal. President Trump just closed the U.S.-Canada border this morning, and he also warned that it could be until July or August before the coronavirus, quotes washes through. Joining us live on the phone is Hawaii Lieutenant Governor and the state's COVID-19 liaison, Dr. Josh Green. Good morning, Doc. Good morning. Thank you, Ross. Now, Lieutenant Governor, we've seen a spike in COVID-19 cases here in Hawaii, now up to 14 is this a result of the increased testing, and how effective have the private labs and testing centers been? Uh, it is definitely a result <clears throat> excuse me, of increased testing, absolutely, in the private sector. Having the private labs able to do several hundred people a day instead of a small number is very important. The private labs were the only way we could do that because there were severe limitations on our numbers of test kits from the CDC going uh, from the early days for the DOH. What can you tell us add, about... We, we, I'm sorry, I, forgive me. We have 42 sites up now, and we'll be getting a lot of results today and tomorrow because it's been a three-day lag, as you know, and mm -hmm. the testing ramped up about three days ago. Now, what can you tell us about the state's first community spread case, a tour guide over at Kualoa Ranch? 
Well, that, that case was discovered by um, Dr. Miskovich's efforts over in uh, Kaneohe, and they did that drive-through, which was really impeccably done. So they were all geared up in PPE, and they were able to super efficiently test people, and they found one. Also, they were able then to test the family members, and uh, those results will, I'm sure, go to the Department of Health and then ultimately to the uh, ultimately to the private doc as well at the same time. So they're getting results very quickly, and then they tested a lot of people that were direct contacts of the sick individual up in Kualoa Ranch yesterday at the request of the ranch director. So there's two things going on. There's the public health response, which is critical to get the background number of cases and to do it uh, by the CDC uh, guidelines. And then there's the private sector response, which also uses the CDC guidelines, but empowers us to actually do the clinical work statewide. Now, Governor Ige announced that he's following President Trump's new guidelines, 15 days to slow the spread of COVID-19, including other measures like screening cruise ships, directing bars and clubs to close. How effective will this be? It should be quite effective. It'll certainly be a lot more effective than had we not done it. We were all, we were all gravely concerned that we weren't doing enough for social distancing because there hadn't been a clear uh, direction to do it. We had only had cases, as you know, that had been traveler cases to Hawaii. So the idea that there was background cases has been obvious to us in the clinical uh, community. So we just knew that we couldn't go blind. We had to start doing this. And I was very, very pleased that the governor made those uh, strong announcements yesterday to shut down uh, a lot of large contact areas. I would expect there are going to continue to be ramp ups both nationally and locally on social distancing. I think that this two-week period will... Uh, be very effective, but I will not be surprised at all if it ends up going longer because we do not want to have a surge of cases. We don't have the capacity with uh, ventilators. No one does in the country to deal with a huge surge. All right, there you have it, Dr. Green. And will you stay around, stick around for us to answer some Facebook questions? Promise to. You, you tell me when to call. I'll be there. All right, there you have it, Dr. Green. All right, let's head over to Washington, D.C., where President Trump is talking about the closure of the U.S.-Canada border. Let's listen in. It's prepared to go, so we will be invoking the Defense Production Act. Last week, I signed an emergency declaration under the Stafford Act, which, as you know, we invoked previously, and which activated FEMA's National Response Coordination Center. FEMA now is fully engaged at the highest levels. Today, FEMA is activated in every region. We are at level one, level one being the highest level, which we will uh, work with. And we've been working with FEMA. I've done a lot of work with FEMA. They're incredible. Uh, it's always been on hurricanes or tornadoes. They're right now in Tennessee. A large group working in Tennessee have, have been incredible. That was a tragic event. Uh, Alabama last year, also a tornado, and then obviously the the numerous hurricanes in different locations that were, uh, in some cases, very devastating. And in every case, FEMA came through. Uh, this is a very different kind of a work for FEMA, but uh, they will come through, as they always do. We have tremendous people, tremendous talent in FEMA. We're sending, uh, upon request, the two hospital ships. They're being prepared right now. They're massive ships. They're the big white ships with the Red Cross on the sides. One is called the Mercy and the other is called the Comfort. And uh, uh, they are uh, in tip-top shape. They soon will be. They're getting ready to 
come up to New York. I spoke with Governor Cuomo about it. He's excited about it. And I also, uh, we haven't made the final determination as to where it's going to go on the West Coast. The Comfort is uh, located now uh, in San Diego. And it's going to be, uh, we'll be picking the destination fairly shortly. So uh, those two ships are being prepared to go, and they can be launched over the next week or so, depending on need. Uh, earlier this week, the first clinical trial of the vaccine candidate for the virus began in Washington State, as you probably know. The genetic sequence of the virus was first published in January. But thanks to the unprecedented partnership between the FDA, NIH, and the private sector, we've reached human trials for the vaccine uh, just eight weeks later. That's a record by many, many months. It used to take years to do this, and, and now we did it just in a very short while. That's the fastest development in history of what we're doing with regard to the vaccine. We're making very, very big progress. Today, I can announce further steps to expand testing capacity. We're working with several groups to determine if the self-swab, a much easier process than the current process that's uh, not very uh, nice to do, I can tell you, because I did it. Uh, but uh, we have a current process that's a little bit difficult. If you have it done, uh, the, uh, the groups are working on determining if a self-swab by an individual is as effective as the other. The other is very effective, very accurate. Uh, but uh, we're going to see if we can do a self-swab, which is uh, would be a lot more popular, I can tell you that. So, uh, and that would be administered also by a health official, but it would be a lot easier to do. The, uh, the uh, fact is that the health professionals would it would free it would free up a lot let me just say the self swab is what it is it's a self swab you do it yourself the other has to be issued by a, a health professional and it's something that uh, is is quite difficult and we think it's working out for the self swab and uh, if it would test positive the people would go and uh, they would do what they have to do but we think that's probably working out i've asked the fda to cut through the red tape and reduce regulatory barriers. Uh, we are looking at some very exciting things, and I'm going to be holding a second news conference either today. We're going to talk about the FDA. Uh, some things are happening that are quite exciting, and uh, we're going to be doing that either later today or tomorrow, fairly early tomorrow. Uh, so we'll see what happens. But uh, the FDA, my instructions, is I've been working very very hard on a number of developments, and we'll be discussing them with you later today or tomorrow. And this afternoon, I'll be meeting with nurses on the front lines of the battle against the virus. They're truly American heroes. They want to get it done. They, they're incredible people. So we're going to be meeting with nurses. And uh, I actually look forward to that. They're very brave. They're taking a lot of risk, and they, uh, they have done an incredible job, and they never complain. Today, I'm also announcing that the Department of Housing and Urban Development is providing immediate relief to renters and homeowners by suspending all foreclosures and evictions until the end of April. So we're working very closely with Dr. Ben Carson and everybody from HUD. Uh, every generation of Americans has been called to make shared sacrifices for the good of the nation. 
In World War II, young people in their teenage years volunteered to fight. They wanted to fight so badly because they love our country. Workers refused to go home and slept on factory floors to keep assembly lines running. And, you know, the numbers of ships that they built during World War II to this day has never — nothing like that has ever been equal. They were doing ships uh, on a — literally on a daily basis. Nobody's ever seen anything like it. And to this day, nobody's seen anything like that, what they were able to do during World War II. And now it's our time. We must sacrifice together because we are all in this together and we'll come through together. It's the invisible enemy. That's always the toughest enemy, the invisible enemy. But we're going to defeat the invisible enemy. I think we're going to do it even faster than we thought. And it will be a complete victory. It'll be a total victory. Uh, so we'll have a second conference, again, having to do with the FDA and this. I think it's going to be potentially a very exciting uh, news conference, uh, and we will do it as quickly as we can, so whether it's today or tomorrow. And I'll, uh, with that, ask Mike Pence to say a few words, and uh, thank you very much. Thank you, Mr. President. Uh, the White House Coronavirus Task Force met this morning, and now that we have cases in all 50 states. Um, we're continuing to move out on the president's call to bring the full resources of the federal government, a full partnership with every state and territory, the full power of the American economy to support businesses and families. As the president says uh, to us and uh, every day, we'll do whatever it takes. We're all in this together. Yesterday, the president uh, met with the tourism industry executives and also had an engaging discussion with uh, all the top companies in our industrial and medical supply chain. Uh, the president, as you all are aware, also announced today... That You're taking a look in Washington, D.C., where the president talking about the coronavirus pandemic that is changing our lives. All 50 states in the U.S. now have confirmed cases. The president talked about activating FEMA in every region and two naval hospital ships that he talked about one in San Diego and one in Virginia will be deployed to areas that are hardest hit he also talked about upcoming self-swab testing and he called the coronavirus the COVID-19 epidemic an invisible enemy and he's also mentioned on Twitter how he shut down the U.S. and Canada border this morning to combat the coronavirus Governor Ige is telling visitors to hold off on coming to Hawaii for at least a month. For the next 15 days, all non-essential state workers will be doing their jobs from home. Starting Friday, all passengers disembarking cruise ships in Hawaii will be going through thermal screenings and be interviewed by physicians. Airports in the state will begin screening visitors very soon. Hawaiian Electric says it will suspend service disconnections for 30 days. Now, this is for both residential and commercial customers. Depending on the situation, the special assistance may be extended. And if your Oahu driver's license and state ID is expiring soon, the expiration date will be extended by 90 days. When you do renew, you will not have to pay a late fee. And that was your morning news. Make sure to tune in right back here tomorrow morning at 7 a.m. It's everything you need to know with K2N to go.